welcome to episode 39 of the Clubhouse Podcast. I am your host, TJ Butler. Standing, well, I guess we're not sitting aside. We're all FaceTiming because we're all over the map this this episode. Doge, how are you? All the way from Cleveland. Oh, I'll teach. This is uh, a new play on the on the podcast, but it's, it's nice to not be the only guy calling in. Sure, so, right. I'm about Big D, where are you at? We know you're not uh, on site like you usually are. Um, yeah, actually, right now, I am on Sanibel Island down in Florida. So I'm having a nice little vacation, having a nice little brew and cigar, and uh, oh. you know, enjoying our little podcast we're going to have for you guys. So I hope you guys enjoy it as well. Sure, a little, uh, well, we, we appreciate you calling in uh, while you're on vacay. Always a working man, as we know. Um <clears throat> And uh, we know you called in because we have a great show here, um, you know, for the clubhouse. We are brought to you by the Cheap Seats Network, Cheap Seats Superior Sports. We've got an incredible show. Uh, here's what it's going to look like. First quarter, the NFL is back. So get ready for that. We're going to talk a little fantasy. We're going to talk some NFL, some headlines, etc. Second quarter, we've got the FCC and MLS update, especially coming up with a big rivalry match there. So looking forward to that. Third quarter, we've got the NBA schedule. And then the fourth quarter, we've got our summer segment. So first thing we have to do is warm it up. And we've got to warm it up because we have been off for a little while. So Doge, I'm going to swing it to you first. I know it's been a minute. Stretch those legs out. Uh, What do you got for us? Absolutely. So uh, I'll, I'll swing it back with some some crushers updates with the Lake Erie Crushers, uh, the minor league baseball team that I work for up in the west side of Cleveland. Uh, we've got this week and the next week. It's all that's left in the regular season, and we're sitting with a four-game lead in the division. Oh, wow. Uh, in the division race right now. So it's pretty nice. Uh, looking forward to these next couple weeks. Uh, heading into the playoffs is pretty exciting. Don't want to jinx anything, but uh, they're looking pretty good, so... Uh, really exciting stuff here uh, in the Frontier League, a little independent minor league, uh, minor league, right. league, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah, For sure, cool dude. Some, some small baseball every once in a while, and they're playing well, so. That's a nice lead to have, four games for sure. Um, <clears throat> so, Bill, we'll swing it to you all the way in uh, Florida. We know you got to warm it up. You've been laying out on the beach all day, so I'm sure you're um, nice and tight, so stretch it out. What do you got for us? Man, you have no idea how tight I am. I definitely need a massage after, uh, after what I've been through down here. It's been uh, quite vigorous in the vacationing. So, uh, <clears throat> oh, nice and tight. Yep. But, uh, you know, for my warm-up, I'm going to go ahead and get a solid. I, I like talking about my Florida teams now that I'm in Florida. Sure. Just bringing up the, bringing up the Rays a little bit. Um, just a little standing, little, uh, standing check update. Um, the Rays, not sure what that noise is, but there's something going on in the uh, forest by me here, so a little bit airy, but the Rays are ten and a half game back of the Yanks, and the Yankees just don't seem to give up. Dude, they're, they are looking so hot. It's, yeah, they're killing it. It's stupid. But this is what I was going to say. So, even though the, uh, the Yanks are, you know, doing super well, they have not been shut out in 209 straight games, which is an MLB record. So, wow. uh, I mean, we know their offense is good. 
we know they have a bunch of stars, you know, superstars, studs. But half of them are already playing. Like, John Carlo hasn't played since, what, April? I mean, I haven't seen him. Yeah, that would make sense. I, th I think he's back, though. Is he now? I thought he was. I don't know yet, but either way, I wasn't able to get to my uh, my game in Tampa. My flight was delayed Friday, so uh, it was going to be about a fifth inning occurrence if we were to get there. Ooh. And that's even a, that's uh, late in the game. even after the flight, it was a two-hour delay, so we didn't get in until the game was over. So Ooh. a little bummer there, but good to be in Florida. Bummer for sure. <clears throat> All right, well, I'll warm it up, and I'll stick to baseball here. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. Well, I guess I shouldn't say I'm sticking to baseball. Have you guys seen the new uh, the new Punisher that's going around baseball? Aquino, the Reds' Aquino, who set the MLB record with 11 home runs in his first 16 games. Or, you know, you can walk it back however many games you want. He has 10 home runs in 15 games, or, you know, so... His nickname around the league is The Punisher. He's been killing it so far. And while I'm missing my boys, Scooter and Puig, uh, he's a nice, you know, <clears throat> distraction from all the trade deadline stuff that went on. So I appreciate what he's doing for us right now. Doge, can we just get a comment? I know you're a Reds guy. What 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 has it been like to have this guy just ripping dingers all day long? Yeah, I mean, the, the 11 through 16 or 17 or whatever it was was pretty exciting. Um if he had started at that pace at the beginning of the year and had played all the way through, he'd be on pace for 108 home runs in a single season, which is just insane. Obviously, small sample size, but right. really fun to watch. Like you said, you know, we lost some exciting guys right there at the deadline. Ron Bauer has been pretty good, but um, but yeah, it's just been exciting to see Aquino and his his early success. Success. So uh, really looking forward to seeing what he can bring to the table if he can continue the success. And obviously, that's just an unbelievable win. So, sure, so, no doubt. So, kind of going off the Reds thing here, um, sure. you know, with Aquino, but uh, Sonny Gray has under a one ERA in his last four starts. Sonny's been and nice. And I know at the beginning of the year, I was saying he'd be like a 14 to 15, 16 win pitcher. Um, right now, I believe he's 10 and 8. Or 8 and 6. Hold on a second. He's either 8. Eight and six, or he's two games above five hundred. Sure. And let me see here. Hold on. He's eight and six this year with a two nine eight ERA. So you know he could get to that. You know fourteen if he wins the next six. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that'd be great. Yeah, please. That'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that'd be amazing. All right. Enough warming up. We're ready to rock and roll. I can feel it. First quarter, boys. The NFL is back. We've been waiting for it. It's kind of the summer dead days. Um, you know, a lot of baseball going on. Not a lot of, you know, much else. So, topic number one. Let's just do a summer recap. What's your headline for the, uh, you know, or the story that dominated this NFL summer? So, Doge, we'll swing it to you first. Uh, I'd say the story that definitely dominated the summer has just been kind of Antonio Brown being a hot mess, kind of all over the place. Like, opens up training camp, shows up in a hot air balloon. Everyone has to talk about his hot air balloon. Right. Freezes his feet in the in the cryotherapy chamber. Gets 
of frostbite. Just basically yeah. burns his feet Gross. off. I saw that scan. Just unbelievable. Then they have the whole saga on, on the helmet. How, you know, for, for those of you that don't know about the whole helmet situation that he had, he had this outdated helmet that wasn't approved, but, you know, whatever safety commission that works with the NFL was telling him, you know, you can't wear this. He was trying to paint it to disguise it. Right. He was offering fan signed gear for newer approved helmets of that same model. It was like a shut air max. Something, right. I don't know. Shut air something. Anyway, doesn't matter. He was threatening to retire. I mean, it was just absurd. And then it's I guess wild. there's been more, more developments even recently, T. I don't know if you want to elaborate a little bit. Yeah, so what I heard recently was that he, uh, those few helmets that he, like, sent off to Twitter for that you mentioned that he, like, was going to repaint to be Raiders yeah. helmets. Like, some high school kids had helmets like that um, that were his size and a couple college kids, I think. Um, I think it was an LSU, per, like, player. I'm not sure. But they were within the 10-year range, and the company that does the evaluations for the NFL said – if you find one in this range, then we'll, uh, you know, reinstate it and, like, allow you to play with it. But after – so he got those and got those approved, I guess, by that company. But then the NFL kind of stepped in and was like, well, it doesn't matter. We're still not going to approve it. We don't want an unsafe helmet, you know, et cetera. So he's stuck wearing a helmet that he doesn't like. And I guess the biggest reason why he's upset um, is that – other players, like, for example, Tom Brady, he's having an issue with his helmet right now. He tweeted about it, too. Um, but they said that uh, the, he got, like, an extra year to fade out of his new helmet, whereas Antonio Brown is just getting this year. He has to change his helmet. So I kind of see his side in this. But along with all the other antics, um, I'd probably have to agree, Doge. He is probably the you know headline of the summer. But just to play devil's advocate here, I'm going to have to go with Zeke versus Jerry especially with Jerry coming out soon, just going Zeke who, which just is such a crazy comment with how good that dude is and how much he means to that team. So I'm not sure if they're even anywhere close to making it, getting a deal done. So maybe that's not the story of the summer. It might be the story of the fall, but it's definitely uh, one of the major stories <clears throat> coming out of the NFL this summer. Big D, uh, what do you got here for your major story, um, you know, coming out of the summer? Well, I think, uh, you know, kind of at the beginning of the summer here, I mean, we had the U.S. women's national team, the way they performed and some of the performances they had, um, you know, obviously the MLB, um, you know, having a pretty good season so far with just an outrageous amount of home runs and, you know, whether the baseball is juiced or not. Right. Um, kind of those stories there. Um, are you getting some good quality here? Can you hear me? Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Um, you know, but right now I think that, you know, with college football and the NFL rolling around here, I think everyone right now is kind of on the, uh, uh, we've seen a couple um, transfer students or, you know, guys who are beating out other, other quarterbacks for, you know, major positions. So um, what, what was the uh, the guy's name for the, uh, what, uh, the Ohio State kid who transferred to Miami? Tate? Martell? We're going, yeah. N- we're going NFL headlines, guy. Yeah, we're talking the NFL stories of the summer. Unless you're tying, unless you're tying Tate are in into that, which I guess you could, and I'll let you. Well, I'm just, I'm uh, just saying, like it's all around the corner, and you know, I think that this time of year, everyone's really looking forward to that, the end of the preseason right now. Sure. You know, everyone wants to see the season start. Um, 
it's, I mean, it's got to be the hard knocks, you know, with the Raiders. What, what the hell is going on there? Um, I mean, you have freaking Gruden, you know, Chucky there. Right. Uh, you have all these personalities. Um, I didn't see the impersonation that, you know, you guys were talking about earlier, but I'm pretty sure that was probably pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Caliendo um, came on. And it was hilarious for sure. What's that? <clears throat> Frank Caliendo. He does like all the impersonations. He came on. It was super funny. Did a killer Gruden. He's always done a good group. Oh, yeah, for sure. Kelly, I remember remember him, you know, when he first kind of came onto the scene, uh, just how good his impressions were about how he could do kind of, like, across the board all sorts of different personalities. Yeah, dude, he busted out, like, Stephen A., John Madden, Lou Holtz, and, like, four other dudes, like, in, like, a minute, and then kept going to Gruden, too. It was super funny. I don't know. I I could agree. Hard knocks. That kind of ties in with... Um, what everybody's saying though, Antonio Brown, like the Raiders, like they're, they've made a big splash with that, that trade and they've definitely, I'm sure there's plenty of Steelers fans that are happy that they're not the talk of the town with this helmet action and all the other stuff. Cause I'm sure they'd be tired of that after Le'Veon Bell too. So, um, I don't know. Any other, while we're just like honorable mention headlines that you can think of, I'd say Melvin Gordon would be one with another running back holdout, but maybe the Giants QB kind of situation going on. Any others you can think of? Yeah, they just recently been talking about that, uh, how Baker Mayfield got caught just at at the DQ shoot or whatever, saying, I can't believe the Giants drafted drafted him. Right. uh, I guess Baker said that's not what he said, though. Barstool had a uh, Instagram post, and you know Baker went on to reply as a comment saying, "Like you guys, you know, reporters are going to make you know fake headlines for anything that somebody says, and always take things out of proportion." And uh, you know he explained himself a little bit on the Instagram comment about how you know that's not exactly what was what was said, and it was skewed in a direction to make him kind of look bad and say, you know, why was that Daniel Jones guy drafted? Um, you know. Well, the big Whereas, thing that's, that's I was say, the big thing that Baker said, or they said he said, was that people overlook winning, and that you it's like all about winning, and like you can't like <clears throat> just like forget about that, and like how like Daniel Jones isn't like a winner per se. So like, but he, I guess he didn't say that. He was just saying in general, like how number one picks are wild, whatever. Either way, hey, Daniel. He had to Daniel walk. Jones his... also threw for like half the amount of touchdowns that Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray did. Right. No, for sure. I was just saying. Either way, he had to walk his comments back for sure. Like, oh, he yeah. definitely said something, and then it got taken out of proportion, and he had to like clean up the mess. Either way. So, um, <clears throat> either way, we can all agree. Like Baker Mayfield's way better than Daniel Jones, at least at this point. Hundred percent. Well, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would say Daniel Jones has a, been an incredible. Either way, moving on. Maybe he would be. So this this be a good uh, good segue into our fantasy peepers, sleepers, <clears throat> and creepers. So a peeper is someone we're thinking that you were going to take here with your first round pick. If you can get them, you're going to take them. A sleeper, obviously, someone that you uh, think people are going to be sleeping on, might be falling in these rounds. Uh, and then a creeper is someone that you just want to creep away from, you do want to avoid. Um, so. Doge, we're going to have you go first here. Um, give me your peeper, and then uh, I'll give you mine, then we'll go to Dill. We'll just go like that, and we'll go uh, in order that way. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, my peeper, 
it's going to be Michael Thomas. Um, sure. One of the top wide receivers out there in the game. Just got a big uh, extension on his contract. And in the Saints offense, you know, Kamara's been kind of spreading the field. And, um, you know, that run game's obviously going to get developed pretty quickly, which is always going to open up the passing game. Michael Thomas being the number one option under a Drew Brees offense that always has a decent amount of passing yards. So, uh, I mean, he's, he's got to be a, a great keeper uh, for your fantasy league. May not be the first pick that you have if you're if you're like a top five or six pick but he's definitely got to be one of your top options when it comes to the receiver slot no doubt i had him last year and he you know he won me plenty of games so he was a, a machine out there i think there's a stat where he caught like 90 or 95 percent of the passes that were thrown to him uh from drew Brees, which is just ridiculous so i'm sure he'll keep that up next year um <clears throat> i'll go from, with my peeper here i'm going christian mccaffrey I think he's going to get a lot of touches this year. I think he's going to they're going to use him effectively and wisely just because I think Cam's still coming off that injury, so he might not be able to throw it as deep downfield or might not want to as often. So uh, dumping it off and handing it off to McCaffrey, um, I think are going to be uh, big, big parts of this Carolina offense. So I would take him, uh, you know, even potentially at number one, uh, but probably in your, like, four to – you know, three, four, five, six range if you can, because I think he's going to get plenty of touch, especially in the PPR, because uh, he's going to catch some passes out of the backfield too. Uh, Big D, who who's uh, your peeper? Who are you taking uh, in the first round? Yeah, I definitely agree with you uh, that he's uh, you know one of the guys that's going to get the ball a lot and right. be one of your top picks. So I definitely agree with you there on McCaffrey because they're going to just feed him the ball like crazy. Oh yeah. Um, but one of my peepers. <laughs> That I have here. Um, staying with my, uh, staying with my guy Mike, not Michael Thomas, but Mike Evans. Sure. Okay. You know he's been super consistent since he's been in the league. Um, you know he's a tall, he's a big target down there. Uh, good in the red zone. Good for the deep ball because he can go up and grab it. Um, Sure. So, I don't know. I'm really liking, uh, you know, Mike Evans with the Bucks. I think he's going to have a breakout year. I think the Bucks will maybe 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, under Arians, and we'll see uh, going from there in the future if we can maybe extend his contract or sign him to a new deal. Uh, if Jameis isn't going to be the guy, you know, figure that out after this year or next. But I think Mike Evans is somebody that you should definitely have on your, on your top slot wide receiver uh, in your fantasy. Taking sure. Mike Evans in the first round. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a couple other guys I'd take ahead of Mike, but I like him too. He's kind of yeah. a sleeper peeper, you know. What's that? He's like a sleeper peeper. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's he's one of the guys that has been super consistent under the radar because the team hasn't been great. Um, he has had some injuries that have kind of plagued him through, uh, you know, an entire season. But as far as they lost to Sean Jackson. Um, so that's not going to be a deep threat like they had last year. So right. they're going to have to kind of go to him a little bit more. So I think, and uh, you know, yeah, I, I mean, see which him makes sense. Hundred perception year. I'm just surprised you didn't say your boy Odell. Uh, so because Mike Evans and the Bucks have been around for a little bit, um, OBJ being in his first year of the Browns, not gonna, I'm not gonna, not gonna press that. I'm gonna let it go and. As a true Browns fan. Well, superstitious over here, Dill. Is that what I'm hearing? And 
What's that? Is it a little superstitious here, Dill? Is that what I'm hearing? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put the burden <clears throat> on my team like that. What about uh? I don't want to keep just picking people over Mike Evans because he is pretty good. But what about your boy New Hopkins? Nope. Um, like I would take yeah. him like probably number one as a receiver. The first like. Yeah, I mean DeAndre, dude. So first of all, when we heard him be called Nuke last year for the first time, that was my first time hearing that. Yeah, I didn't hear that till last year too. And I realized I looked it up and I saw that his mom's been calling that or him that since he was like a little kid. Right. So. You know, I'm in on I don't it think for sure. Nuke is a pretty good pick. All right, well, let's move on then. Let's go to – we'll swing it right back to you, Dill. Give us your sleeper um, that you've got, somebody that people are sleeping on that you think is going to be a quality quality player. So I'll keep it short here. Uh, I think Carson Wentz is you know, somebody that coming out of North Dakota State wasn't really – highly regarded in the sense of a quarterback maybe from like a, a power five school um but he's the kind of guy who's gonna get rushing yards he could even maybe get you some receiving yards but sure. you know, he's gonna have a solid solid year <clears throat> you know probably a four thousand yard 30 touchdown year mm. so i think i think he's somebody that um because of his injury against the rams uh two seasons ago uh, wasn't able to really get going last year, and I think people might have maybe forgotten about him a little bit. But his his rookie year, he was putting up some numbers. Um, I just remember him in fantasy and playing against him. This you know, in a couple of games that I had to, and it was always one of those like, man, like, is he getting forty? Are you serious? Right. I mean, yeah, if he stays healthy, he's super good. So that's for, and I bet you could get him like later than <laughs> some of the other. QBs for sure. So that's definitely a good pick. Oh, absolutely. Because QBs any, anymore these days are just going so far down in the, in the drafts. Like when fantasy first became popular, like people were picking QBs right away because they got you so many points. But there's so many good quarterbacks that you could definitely get him to fall. I saw on, uh, I was peeping uh, Matthew Barry's like ESPN 24 hour thing. I don't know if you guys saw that. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. They did like a different thing every hour and like, I don't know. Either way, he said I saw a stat that was like the difference between the number four quarterback and the number nineteen quarterback was like an average of like four points or something per game. So like you're gonna get a good quarterback and even potentially a backup quarterback if you're in like a ten or twelve team league. So, you know, I would definitely wait on those guys. But if you can get Carson Wentz, I think that's definitely a good you know, one of the top tier guys for sure. Even though even though he is a sleeper, for sure. You got to think probably, you know, Mahomes is going to be the first quarterback off the board in ninety percent, ninety nine percent of drafts. He's got to go. I bet he's going early, for sure, because right. he makes right. a difference I mean, for sure. Depending on who's, you know, depending on how the draft's going, you know, watching it, I um, go third you know, round. He'll be a top ten pick. He'll be a first round pick, no doubt. I don't think so. I think he'll be like late, late second, mid second. Mahomes. Yeah. I don't even know if he goes second, dude. Really? I would say I think I'm. A, I, I would say I think someone's getting a receiver, running back in the first round, and maybe a second running back or a receiver in the second round. I'm just say I think I'm potentially third was where I would want to take him, but I could take him in the second if I'm like late second. 
fourth and two. I don't know. That's just me, I guess. I just, I'm not. I'm not going to draft a quarterback until like probably like the anywhere from like the sixth to the eighth round, depending on what's there. Well, I wouldn't draft any other quarterback till the, exactly when you're saying as well. I just he's got the potential to go for a fifty burger. That's why I would want him. Just to give a little reference, I'm also like probably the most common person in all of my drafts to pick a kicker first because I think kickers have a huge impact. But get out of here. Uh, I mean, maybe it's all it's all dependent on where the offense puts them. Hey, I win my leagues, but you know. <laughs> How'd you do in the Chiefs East Network League? Yeah, huh? Uh, can't remember. Yeah, you yeah. lost. <laughs> to your boy. Get out of here. <clears throat> we got to run that back, actually. Speaking of. Yeah, got to bring that up. Doge, give me, your, give, me, give me your sleeper. We've been talking about Mr. Wentz and QBs for a while. Yeah, yeah, keep going. You guys, you guys always go. Yeah, keep, keep, so why don't you guys go first? Yeah, chief, on that, chief on that Stoke for a little while, Dill. We'll chat. We'll chat over here. No, it doesn't matter if you go first or last. You're going to take one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, fuck with you, dude. Uh, my sleeper is Derek Henry. Ooh. Not not the name you think of when you think Workhorse. of the top running backs, but let me run some stats by you real quick. Uh, ranking in running backs uh, for the 2018 season, Derrick Henry was third overall in rush yards, and he was tied for seventh um, in rushing touchdowns. Right. I may have had those numbers mixed up. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he's, he's a guy that's going to get you around 200 to carries. He had like 211 last year. Um, so if you're in PPR, you know, he's getting the touches. Um, so he's just a guy that would be a solid piece for a Tennessee team. That was pretty exciting. And, you know, if they play anything like they did last year, playing all the way through through week 16 because they were in contention right there at the end. They're not going to be sitting. So uh, I think Derrick Henry – when you think of your top running backs, not someone you think of, so I'd, I'd put him in that sleeper category. Would be a solid addition to anyone's piece uh, and for an RB two slot. Dude, he'd be um, yeah, he's a killer RB two. You know, means with like Kamara, Kamara or you know, you know McCaffrey or like TJ was saying, like oh man, that would just be such a nasty lineup. <sighs> Give me that for sure. Yeah, that's some that's some TD boys right there. Um, yeah, he's definitely a sleeper for sure, and definitely like. Like what you're saying, I think. Just a perfect RB2. Um, so I'm going to go here with my sleeper. Somebody uh, I think a lot of people are sleeping on. Who is uh, Lev Bell, man. I think he's going to get a lot of touches from Sam Darnold. I think he's going to be his safety valve. His dink and dive. You know, just a little similar to the McCaffrey kind of method where, you know, we don't think... Cam Newton might be tossing it all the way down the field. I don't know if Sam Darnold's going to be doing the same either. So I think Lev Bell's going to get a lot of carries. I think he took a year off so he could get a lot of carries. And I think he's going to catch a lot of balls as well. So, and he, I think he's also had to prove that, you know, what he did um, was right. So I think he's going to be someone that you can count on to really be going after it this season. Um, so I've got him as a sleeper, but. Um, I know. I can get my, my stats team out. I, I did just pull up the page here. Oh, get your Derek stats Henry, team out. I think it was I think it was flip flops. Derrick Henry was seventh in rush yards. I believe I said he was third. Sure. Um, and he was tied for third in rush.
rushing touchdowns at 12. Um, yeah, so just a correction there. Still hey, more TDs. Obviously top go. 10 in both categories. So if you get if you can get him in your lineup, I feel like that'd be a good call. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, I had to get that correction. No doubt. Good call. I like it. Dad's team's on it tonight. Um, oh, yeah. I was going to kick it over to you, Dill, for your creeper, because I know you are not in on Lev Bell this season from what I've what I've heard from you. Sorry, you broke up there. What's up? I said I'm going to swing it over to you because I heard you're not in on Lev Bell here uh, this season. I think he, is he your creeper or you got somebody else? I know you're you aren't a fan, so I'm gonna let you, I was going to let you speak Dude, on him. He's definitely a creeper for me. Um, I don't know. I think that if you sit out a year – there's two ways to look at it. Obviously, he's the refreshed and you know ready to go type, or it's going to take some acclimation to get in, you know, back into the group of things. Um, I don't know about. I mean, I know he's a professional player, uh, but it's going to take some sort of time to acclimate back into things. Uh, he's not going to play a snap in the preseason. Adam Gase has already came out and said that, especially after the uh, ACL injury to their starting linebacker this previous week uh, against the Falcons. Who? Um, which, which linebacker? What's that? Which linebacker? Uh, linebacker for the Jets. Uh, like the new guy they just they just signed, like C.J. Mosley, right? Like the new guy? So it's not Mosley. Okay. Um, but Adam Gase came out and said, you know, <clears throat> Le'Veon Bell was, you know, 99% not going to play any. And then after this guy's torn ACL because Gase left him in the game, uh, an extra drive, and he ended up tearing his ACL on that drive, he said there's no chance that Le'Veon's playing. Um, I don't understand that. I don't understand Adam Gase. I don't know why the Jets would have hired him after being not really that successful down in Miami. But we'll see. But... Le'Veon Bell is the creeper for me. Sure. Uh, I mean, you got to protect your, protect your assets. Like, the Browns aren't starting OBJ. Yeah. I wouldn't want to play him in the preseason OB, either. OBJ um, has been playing, though. Like, not in the preseason, but he played all of last year. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't take a whole year off and then, you know, not play a preseason game. He just... I mean, he's obviously practicing with them. They still see what he does. Like, if they felt like they needed to get him reps, I feel like they would give him reps. I just don't know why you would risk it at all. I think if it was like... By the way, I'm taking, like, I am taking a 30-second timeout because we need to pour one out for the injured Avery Williamson and give a shout-out to our stats team for looking that up because that's who the linebacker is, Avery Williamson. I, thought, I didn't know if it was Williams or Williamson, but I, I didn't know the Avery part, so thanks, stats team. Yep. Um, But I don't know. I just... <clears throat> I, don't, I just think you, if like there's plenty of guys that are not playing in the preseason uh, for various reasons, and I wouldn't if I was on the Jets staff, I would not play him in the preseason either, just because I wouldn't want to get him hurt. And I know that Sam Darnold, like I'm saying, is going to want to use him a lot. And if he's gone, then they're going to be terrible again. So that's why I, that's why I have him asleep as a sleeper, not a creeper. Um, Doge. Let's hear from you. Who is your creeper? Who are you staying away from? My creeper, which I feel like some people are going to fall victim to drafting just because of the production that he had last year and the year before, is Kareem Hunt. You know, yeah. Obviously, had the issues with the suspension. Like, you know, that could be something that would deter people from drafting him. But, I mean, in that 
Browns lineup. Nick Chubb's been taking first-team reps. Hasn't really given any reasons to not be the starter. As talented as Prime Hunt is, don't get tricked into, tricked into drafting him. Uh, no I just way. don't think it's going to be a good pick this year. Well, plus, dude, think about this. There's The Browns' bye week is like in the first, uh, I think, eight weeks or something. So he can't even come back till week 10. Um, cause, so like he's out for eight weeks and they have a bye week in there. So like it's really you're only getting him for six so games. Bye week doesn't even count against his eight. Right. And um, so he's only really getting six games. And Nick Chubb's probably going to be just like an animal because that's what he is. So I, I agree with you. I would creep away from Kareem Hunt for sure. Yeah. Um, People are going to draft the name, I feel like, and it's just going to be a mistake. Yeah, because he balled out for the Chiefs. He balled out Toledo. Like, it makes sense. If he was there all season, I bet he would be competing for the starting job or be, you know, maybe the third exactly. down running back or something. But I don't think he's going to come in and light it up. But, you know, maybe he will. So I wouldn't take him. I'd creep away. Um, <clears throat> my creeper for this year um, – Somebody who I wanted to be a peeper or, you know, but Andrew Luck, man, he's still kind of hurt, hasn't played in the preseason. Uh, Ursay came out recently and said that, you know, he had like a bone uh, issue. Apparently, though, you know, Trevor said he did some workouts at the, uh, the Browns Colts practice that he went to and looked really good. But um, I don't know. I would stay away from Andrew Luck. I just think he might be injured and that can really affect their team. In that offense, so maybe even creep away from Colts in general, um, but keep an eye on Andrew Luck's health status because if he is healthy, he could be a, a sleeper for sure. But right now, I'd say he's a creeper with his injury status. Yeah, man, I think I don't think Andrew Luck has been entirely healthy since he's played at Stanford. Right, <laughs> he's been hurt all the time. Yeah, just perpetually hurt. Right. Well, first off, they said it was like a hamstring issue. And then they came out and was like, oh, it's an ankle issue or, like, something like that. And then, like, oh, well, actually, it's just, like, a bone in his foot. So, like, they just keep kind of changing the story, too. So, like, I don't know. A little fishy with something going on there. I don't like it. But I creep away. Any other honorable mentions for uh, any other categories? Doge, I'll, I'll swing it to you first if you got one. If not. Swing it to Dill, and then if not, we'll move on to quarter two. I can't hear you right now, dude. It's breaking up a lot. Yeah, it is. Um, I was saying, is there any other, like, peepers, creepers, or sleepers that you, like, have as an honorable mention? I'm going to, like, give it to you first, and if not, uh, we'll swing it to Dill, and then if not, we'll just move on to quarter two. I think a peeper we haven't brought up is absolutely Saquon Barkley. I feel like he's got to be one or two in yeah. a lot of leagues. Have to take him early. Deuce is, Deuce is going to be the cornerstone of that offense in, in New York, and he just had an unbelievable season last year. So you got to look for that production again. I don't think he's given us any reason to not want to have him first round. So I totally agree. Definitely peeper Saquon Barkley. I would take him if I had a top three pick. I'd say Kamara, too. He's right up there. Kamara's good, too. Um, I brought him up just a little bit earlier. That's why I didn't right. want to say just, him again. But just yeah, a little touch. Well, I'll retouch him for you. Get him back on there. Um, retouch him. Sure. Yeah, I think Saquon last year, I had a pretty injured team all season last year, but Saquon single-handedly. Um, I actually had OBJ and Saquon on my team for one of them, and I had a couple wins single-handedly because... 
he just had a breakout season last year, and there's no reason to think that he's going to have a sophomore slump. So right. I'm right there with you. For sure. Um, besides Kamara, I would also say um, potentially some people are kind of maybe – I don't think people are sleeping on him, but um, Devontae Adams is going to catch a lot of touchdowns for the Packers. So look for him in the middle of that first round um, as a good peeper for you. So, um, all right, boys, let's move on. We've talked enough football. Even It's back. We're eager to talk about it. But let's get into some uh, some soccer here. Second quarter, FCC update. Um, topic number one, we've got FCC just very active um, at the end of this transfer window. we got three new signings. We have Gutman, Etienne Jr., and Joe Gallo. Um, which one of these guys, along with Vanderwerf, uh, is your favorite signing and why? Um, so I'll go first here. I think all these people are great signings. They're definitely what we needed. We needed a center back. We needed another, you know, wing back defender, especially one who can create like Gutman. And then we definitely needed some offensive help with uh, Gallo and Etienne Jr. But for me, um, my favorite signing, uh, just after watching the first couple games that they've uh, played in, is uh, Gutman. I thought he uh, just looked great out there at the left back. He creates offense for us. We kind of morph into a a, a three back with uh, Waston, uh, Vanderverf, and Deplon when he kind of moves up and plays offense. Um, and he's you know quick to get back as well, which is nice. Um, and I think Greg Garza could also help on the other side when he finally gets back to health. Apparently, he's hoping to be back for this game uh, this weekend, uh, which we'll talk more about here in Topic 2. Uh, but apparently, he is 90 minutes ready, hopefully. So, um, really like all the signings, but I'm going with Gutman. Doge, uh, who do you like that we uh, we signed here after this uh, transfer window? We were kind of active. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. Uh, with saying that Gutman is my favorite, you know, coming into that that first game uh, just this past weekend against NYCFC, and then bagging an assist right away. Obviously, like you said, creating. Right. Uh, that's exactly what we want to see. You know, er- earlier in the season, it seemed like we were kind of just passing and passing to no avail, but actually creating some solid opportunities is something that that team really needs to. I mean, obviously, you need to create, but, but like, he's too. showing that he has the initiative to do so and skills to do so. So, right. watching Goodman just for a little bit uh, shine in a 4-1 to loss that they had uh, was, was a little glimmer of hope there. So, uh, right. that's probably my favorite signing so far. Well, plus, dude, he just attacks the, 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 uh, the defense on the other side where, like, the other guys would just kind of kick it up and, you know, play the long ball and then pass it back, where he'll actually, like, take a dribble and it you know, try to beat someone, which will then open up the defense for everybody. So that's why I just uh, t- like talk about that again. I, I totally agree with you. Um, Big D, who do you like uh, from our signings? Hey, Dill. All right, so as far as the FCC signings and kind of, uh, you know, who they brought in the last, what, two or three weeks? Right? Yeah. Yeah, two, I mean, yeah, three weeks, two weeks, basically. So I actually haven't been able to any of the guys, uh, guys, unfortunately, but whatever, uh, what I've seen, you know, from reading and stuff like that, you know, it should be pretty solid as far as some of these guys. Cause we really, we all agree they need to uh, solidify up the defense, right? And have a little bit more on the ball. Um, 
which, you know, the more confidence you have as a player, uh, better players are going to have that confidence, you know, to be able to do something like that. Right. So I think that, you know, the MLS is something that these guys are, you know, maybe starstruck into, you know, there isn't um, a fear of the MLS because he has been playing, you know, better leagues majority of their life or, you know, pretty good competition. So, I don't know. I, I think that should be interesting. I think that we needed these changes, or we need a change in general. And I think that these can at least help us in the right direction and lead us to a path we can start recognizing where, you know, the week. Uh, can you give us that last one again? You kind of broke up there. Jeez. You with me? I am now. Did you get any of that? I got the last, I like, I need the last little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just saying about how the guys, um, you know, through competition, we're going to see kind of how these players pan out and then where right. our other weaknesses are at and start kind of going from there. But I think these are all moves for the up and up for FCC. No doubt. Um, I totally agree with you as well. You, you pointed out a great point. Like, they're all really, con like, confident guys on the ball and have been in like pretty good competition. Two of them are young. Two of them are, you know, not like old guys per se, but have played in, you know, some more adult leagues where Gutman and Etienne have played in some younger leagues. But everyone is still like confident on the ball and like ready to make points and like, uh, you know, attack. So I totally agree with you. That's a, something that stood out. Um, so hopefully, like we're all saying, this is uh, on the up and up. And we can, uh, you know, move on and beat our rival here in the Hell is Real Derby round two. So um, we had round one. It was a 2-2 tie, wild game. Um, I was actually at that game. And it was uh, definitely a wild game up in Columbus. But now we're bringing the boys down here uh, to Cincy to pack the stadium out. So um, what's your mood going into this game Sunday as a fan? Um, and do you like Ron Johns or Ron Jan's managing so far? And do you think it's going to make an impact uh, in this round two? So, Dill, we'll swing it to you first. Uh, we're going to come out on top this weekend. No Guaranteed doubt. Guaranteed victory. Need it. Guaranteed. Wow. That's I love it. What can we get a prediction of a score? Two one. Two to one. All right, I like it. Um, can we get your comment on Ron Jans and his, I guess you haven't seen him yet, so we'll have to, you'll we'll have to get your eyes on him this weekend, I believe you're going to the game, so. Yeah. Cheap Seats is, uh, getting us spots, so thank goodness. Um. Great sponsorship. Right. Potentially, uh, potentially for everyone, actually, if you're available, Mr. Cleveland. Oh, this weekend? No, we've got, uh. Didn't know if you had that random Sunday off. You never know. Yeah, no, we got a 2 o'clock game for the Crushers. Um, probably going to finish around 5. I just want to be able to make it down. Well, at least you can watch the game. Oh, yeah. We can get you on the uh, cheap seats, PJ. Yeah, well, the PJ is still being, you know, built. Oh, they're, they're still on the paint job for it? Yeah. Pretty brutal. Uh, Taking a while. Brutal. <clears throat> yeah. Next time. Yeah, in the shop. Right. Either way, you'll have to peep us on TV then, Doge. We'll be out there. We'll be cheering. 
Um, oh, yeah, dude. But I totally agree with you, Dill. We're getting the W, there's no doubt. Um, I like the 2-1 prediction. You know, I'd like to see more goals than two. Um, you know, give me that 3-1, but, or maybe 3-0, but I'm not going to be greedy. I just would like to get the win, so give me the, give me 1-0 if we can. Um, 1-0, okay. I said, it doesn't, doesn't matter. I said, just give me whatever we can get. I need the win. And I know okay. we're, <coughs> and I know we're going to get the win, so. I need a CNF What? I need a CNF victory. I need it, yeah. I need this crowd to erupt. I need the Columbus fans to be packed in that stupid corner up in the top, looking like chumps. I need this place to be a blue. It's a blue out, our first blue out of the season. Like, let's get this going. Like, I need everyone to be wearing blue. Um, <clears throat> Is it really? I didn't know that. Oh, yes. It's going to be – listen, dude, so what they're doing this week too, shout out to all my FC fans. If you are in the Cincinnati area and you have any Columbus crew gear – you can trade it into the FCC store and get 30% off anything in the store. Which, so I'm probably going to do that sometime this week. So I have some, extra, I have some awesome. old gear from when I worked with the crew. But <clears throat> get get everybody in blue this week. With Let's let's do it. Um, <clears throat> maybe get one of those scarves. Chill. But something I want to point out, I have been a huge fan of how the team has looked since uh, – Ron Jans has took over. Even in the short time that he's been in charge, we've just looked like a totally different team. We've attacked. Um, so what I was saying was, um, a huge fan of what Ron Jans has been doing. We look like a totally different team. We're you know building our offense differently. We're uh, you know looking better on set pieces. We're attacking the offense differently. Um, it's just really nice to see someone who knows what they're doing. Uh, not that Johan DeMay didn't or Koch, but someone who's just really has some ex- serious experience um, managing our team. So uh, I'm hoping that plays a big factor here come Sunday. Um, so how much how much of that do you think is personnel versus managing? Uh, I mean, I think it's just both because – Obviously, the personnel has given him the ability to, like, the, the players are making those moves and making the attacks. Sure. But I'm the set pieces is, are what I've been talking about. Like, we looked really good on some of the corners in the crew game. Um, and, you know, I guess Ledesma, you know, he obviously missed a – I guess it was a save, not a missed PK. But he missed a PK last week. That would have been huge. But, I mean, we still have looked really good, and our, our lineup has looked great. So – I think that personnel has definitely helped, especially with Vanderwerf in the back. But Ron Jans has been the manager of that guy for a while, and so and he's been at trying to get Joe Gallo for a long time. So um, I just think that it's a combination of both, and that's why it's working so well, or at least looking so so good so far, at least. Um, <clears throat> Doge, what do you think about Ron Jans, and then what are you thinking about this outcome here for the Hell is Real Derby round two? Ron Yance, uh I, I like his, his attitude towards uh, Cincinnati and the team uh, just coming in. Obviously, it's just good to have a fresh face, but, you know, also just seems like he's, he's going to bring in a, a system that kind of fits this team a little bit more. It can kind of come in new together. Um, so I'm looking forward to the future with them. Right. Uh, as far as this matchup goes with the Hell's Real Derby, 
I, I see I see Cincy really kind of thriving on the on the home field advantage in this one. Uh, we were at teach the the first Columbus Crew FC Cincy game ever, which was in Cincy for the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, uh, I mean that was just absolutely electric, and I know you know mm-hmm. it's it's turned into a really cool rivalry. So right. Uh, you know, I thought the boys had it when they went into Columbus. They they went up with that early two nothing lead, but you know it's it's dangerous lead. So yeah, uh, they they lost it and then brought it back down to the draw. But I feel like they're gonna have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder coming back home. They're really gonna wanna to put in some serious work early in that game. So I see FC Cincy coming out. Uh, I actually like a little bit of a dogfight in this one, so I'm thinking three two. Ooh, I see. I could see dogfight for sure. Um. I'm not sure about 3-2, but, you know, I could be wrong. We've been getting up a lot of goals, so maybe we're going to score a lot of goals, too. Yeah. If, I had, if I had to put a prediction on it, I would say that. I like it. I like it. Yeah, gun to your head, 3-2. That's what, we, that's what we like to hear. I mean, I think part of the greatness that, you know, could be something to, you know, to come is he just has a great name. Like, it's just Dude. fun to say, Ron Jones. Ron Jones. No, like you could say it a hundred times. Dude, and he looks, he just looks like a character and he, he talks like one. He had some great comments about the, I love Darby's and like some of the other stuff. Like he just is hilarious. And, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the dance that he did when they won like some cup in, uh, um, the Netherlands, but that's really hilarious too. So check that out online. But yeah, I think everyone's going to love Ron Jans and he's going to be, you know, I know just look at that guy. <laughs> just a st- Dylan held up a picture of him. Um, he's just a stud, so I think everyone's gonna, you know, really appreciate what he's gonna bring to Cincinnati. So, moving on, boys. I'm excited. Oh yeah, aren't we all? It's gonna be a killer game this weekend. Moving on, we gotta take a break. It's halftime. Um, let's let everybody know where we're getting all our content out. Dill, you know, where can we find the Cheap Seats Network stuff? I know the Pick and Roll Report's got some good stuff out recently. Yeah, so first off, everybody, uh, thank you for listening so far. I'm sure this, uh, you know, if this isn't your first podcast, you're pretty familiar with how to find it, but if this is your first podcast that you've at least made it to halftime. Right, um, huge. First of all, it's kind of disappointing because we have some pretty good stuff, especially for our fourth quarter summer segments. Um, you know, it's definitely something that's a little bit more personal, uh, not so much maybe sports related, but definitely something to kind of get to know us a little bit better and also kind of have your own involvement. So with that being said, uh, two ways you can find us as far as the Cheap Seats Network. We have Facebook, so it's pretty easy. Uh, type in the Cheap Seats Network. Um, we're going to be a podcast there. When you type us in, you're going to see our logo, recognize us, be able to follow us, also to pay attention to kind of what we have going on. Uh, as we do have your updates there. Also with Twitter, we have at the Cheap Seats SN. So we have at the Cheap Seats SN on Twitter. And on Facebook, we have the Cheap Seats Network. So check us out. And I'm going to swing it to you for how we can find out stuff uh, for our listeners on the podcast for the Clubhouse. Uh, what you got? Um, yeah, so if you want to follow and interact with us on social media uh, for Clubhouse-specific content, uh, on Facebook, you can find us the Clubhouse. The is by itself, but then Clubhouse is one word. And then if you go onto Twitter, it's Clubhouse underscore TCSN, and then it's for the Cheap Seats Network. So you can find us on Instagram at the exact same handle, Clubhouse underscore TCSN. Uh, follow us, give us a like, 
we'll post about our weekly episodes when we can post it out. You know, obviously been on a little bit of a drought here, but uh, happy to happy to reply to comments. Uh, and, and yeah, uh, looking forward to going more with those. So, almost oh, like it's. And I think uh, I think a huge thing just to kind of note here is that you know, we're all busy with our own schedules. This is not uh, this is not our full time gig. Um, so as far as paying attention to kind of what we have going on, keeping up to date with us, that would be a great way to follow us. So, um, go ahead, give us a follow, give us a like, tell your friends, tell your family. They should be <laughs> so. Sure. No, no doubt. And also too, I'm sure we'll, we'll ramp it back up here when the NBA and the NFL come back, you know, come back. That's what we're really passionate about. We, we appreciate a good old baseball game, but. That's not our bread and butter. So right now we're kind of on an every other week basis, but we've got content coming at you, um, you know, all the time. So moving on here now to the third quarter. Speaking of the NBA, um, some recent news. Um, the NBA schedule is out. So just a couple things we could talk about here, but we'll just keep it brief. What is an NBA revenge game that you're looking forward to the most Um Dill, we'll swing it to you first. Just give us one game, very brief. Um, keep it short and sweet. What's a revenge game you're looking forward to? Man. Um, there's a couple. Um, but well, I'll, you, I'll you get one. one. Yeah. Um, there you go. <laughs> so I, I don't want to steal anybody's thunder here. Well. Uh-oh. Pun intended? Uh, maybe. No, actually not. Oh, okay. But I do want to see against the Raptors. Yeah, uh, I think that's December. Or January. It's either that or it's either that or January. No, the one I'm talking about is January. Um, but yeah, Kawhi versus the Raptors is gonna be fun, especially that matchup in general. I'm sure he'll get his ring when he visits Toronto too. It's so, like that'll be cool. Um, and make that a cool matchup, no doubt. Um, and I'm sure the Raptors are going to want to, you know, show them that they mean, you know, business. So, so the Clippers visit the Raptors, uh, not the 21st, but the 11th of December. Sure. So I was right. Let's go. Um, <clears throat> so I'll go next. I would say for me, this is easy. And no, I'm not talking uh, opening week when the Celtics take on the Sixers. Or when, or when the Celtics take on the Nets when Kyrie comes to town. I'm talking about my favorite dudes, two former MVPs, the Rockets getting back together versus the Thunder, Russ coming home. <clears throat> January 9th, the Oklahoma City Thunder are hosting the Houston Rockets. CP will maybe be on the team still. Not sure. He might be traded. There's some rumors, but... Either way, as of right now, he's on the team, so I cannot wait for that matchup and to see the tribute they give Russ and then the game that he puts on uh, for those fans. Um, Doge, I guess that's not really a revenge game, but maybe it is. So, real quick. Yes. Does, does he have a triple-double that game? No doubt. No doubt. That's, that's almost as guaranteed as an FCC win this weekend. Don't jinx them both, guy. Knock on wood. I said almost. Almost. Well, I was going to swing it to Doge, but we just lost him. Well, 
T, how are you doing? Good. <laughs> um, I guess How's let's... How's the live picture for you at my place? Not great, but... Oh, there he is. He's back. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. Yeah, either way, go ahead. I was just say I was just about to say I was going to swing it to Doge, but we lost him. But he's back. So, well, I'm going to swing back. it to him. He's open yeah, now. So <laughs> Go for it. We're talking revenge games, right? Oh, yeah. We're still doing it. Yeah. I wouldn't say that this is going to be like a huge like grudge match, revenge game kind of uh, you know, environment. But I think one game that I'd really be looking forward to is seeing uh, Miami Heat Jimmy Butler play the Sixers for Ooh, the first time. Sure. Just be a fun one. Uh, I mean, the Sixers are like just a compared to the Heat, more of a stacked lineup. But I feel like that's just a game where Jimmy goes off. You know, no so doubt. I, I think that would just be a fun one. I think, um, just real quick before we go to topic two, honorable mention. I think Anthony Davis uh, in New Orleans is going to be a great one. So oh, that'll be that'll be yeah. glorious. That's going to be a must watch. Um, quick, pour one out for Boogie. Yeah, dude, that stinks. Uh, while we're on the topic of Lakers, big man. Just stinks. They're working out Joe Kim Noah, uh, Maurice Spates, and Dwight Howard right now to play center. Yikes. Moving on. Yeah, dude, that's a big downgrade from Boogie. Moving dude. on. Nope. Hey. I got him. I'm moving on. We're moving on. This is, this is going to tie in anyway. That's why. Go ahead. Moving on to topic two, somebody they should have signed, Carmelo Anthony. There's a rumor going around, started by Royce Young, that Melo's being blackballed in the NBA. So um, I'll give the quote first, and then I'll give my little two cents. So he said he believes Melo's being blackballed in the NBA. He said it's a damn shame that LeBron couldn't help out his banana boat buddy um, and get him a contract on the Lakers uh, you know, for his final run. And then he said, uh, if you think Jared Dudley can hold Melo's jockstrap, y'all playing, which I think is a hilarious quote, um, <clears throat> because obviously Jared Dudley's good, but I'm not sure if Melo's actually being blackballed. So as everybody knows, I'm a huge Melo guy. Um, gotten a big screaming match well with our uh, former host, Gert, about him being a no-doubt Hall of Famer on a recent, or a former pod. So check that out if you're you know interested in how I feel about Melo. But while I agree that he's better than Jared Dudley, like I was saying, I don't think he's being blackballed. I think he just needs to take a better role um, for a contender or like a bench role, you know, or just, a, you know, maybe a mentor role on a, a younger team. So, you know, when he opens up and doesn't want to be the guy who's trying to score 30 points again, I think he can get a spot. But right now he's got to kind of change his mindset. And I really would like to see him get on a team. So hopefully we can make that happen. Uh, but I'm not sure where. Doge, what do you think? Blackballed, Melo needs to change. What are your thoughts? Well, I think it's... I don't think he's necessarily being blackballed, but I will say it's a little bit of both. I agree. Uh, almost in the sense that he's he's a guy that's had a lot of talent um, in the in a sense... I mean, it's two completely different situations, but in a sense, kind of like Colin Kaepernick was, people are saying, like, why does he play for a team right now? He's right. good enough to. But Colin Kaepernick was kind of making a stand... Mello, I think his issue at the beginning, at least, was that he wants his money because he's still a great player. But I think, you know, he kind of has to take that role on right. where he realizes that he's not, you know, the best player on a team anymore. He's going to be that fill-in piece that helps a, a championship with super or a championship team with superstars kind of find that next level. And it, it didn't necessarily work 
in Oklahoma and Houston, but I think there are teams that it could work for. But I think he just has to bite the bullet and realize that he needs to take a pay cut and, and play for something, you know, minuscule to help a team, you know, fit their needs. Right. I think the Lakers could have been one of those teams, but I think he would be too proud to accept what the Lakers would be able to offer him. Yeah, I could see that for sure. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure if he wants to make it seem like LeBron is the guy who got him, like, his job, too. You know, but, like, I don't know, whatever. Either way, we I'm sure we'd all agree we'd love to see Melo get another season. Dill, do you think he's being blackballed, or does Melo need to make some changes? Or are you not there? He's in and out. Get that little triangle of death. Yeah. Well, who? While we're waiting for him, I kind of was going to try to do this with you too. Who would you want to see him on? I'd, I'd love to see the Knicks for final hoorah. That would be fun. Honestly, back to the Nuggets would be dank. That'd be sweet. I think the Heat would be cool. It would be fun. Oh, he's back. Oh, there he is. Dill, welcome. Dill, are you there? Yeah, I haven't been able to see you guys for the last 30 seconds. <laughs> well, who do you think we're just going to run it right into you? Do you think Mel is being blackballed, or do you think that he needs to make some changes? Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I think it's both. I think whatever... <laughs> Whatever his uh, agenda is, um, if he really loves playing the game of basketball, he'll be able to find a team. But you're saying the same thing about you know Colin Kaepernick. I think I heard Kaepernick involved here. Yeah, potentially, but that was just a comparison of how like. Yeah, his... I was saying it's very very different situations, but in the sense like you're asking like this guy's good enough to be playing on a team right now, but he's not like. Sure, sure. That was the that was really the only resemblance I was drawing. No, no, no I, I agree. I, I understand the similarity. Um, you know, I, I think that Melo needs to adapt his game a little bit to his age um, and to understand maybe his role a little bit better on on the team that he would end up being on. Um, and, you know, if he just wants to ball, you know, he could go to a Amari play over in China for a couple of years, and he's trying to come back now. Melo, no. No, Amari. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, but he's not—he's not coming back, dude. He's too old. He got kicked out of the big. Yes, he played in China, but he also got kicked out of the big three because he wasn't good enough. So, I don't know. Do you have a team that you think Melo would be on? Because you're breaking up too much and. Yeah, sorry. I think the Wi-Fi here is a little spotty right now. Um, I mean, it couldn't even be a little spotty is doing it justice. Bad news, Bears. Sorry, bud. Um, you gotta call him like you see him, you know? No big deal. I Ooh. think he should be playing. I just don't know where will be a good fit. I thought Denver for him was great. Um, especially with where Denver's at now, I thought that was a great point. Kind of with you bringing up, that would be sweet for him to go back. Um, just for that nostalgia of, you know, I was able to see Melo play when he was on the Nuggets against LeBron, um, with Cavs. 
Mavs in his first stint, and they both put up over 35. And it was just a special game. So, you know, I think going back to Denver with the pieces they have now, I think he could be a pretty good asset there. And it would be, like I said, that nostalgic factor that um, he's kind of back to where, you know, the roots started. Sure. He could be a fun fit for the Mavericks. Yeah, certainly. I so. Yeah. Just teach Doncic how to get some buckets. Yeah. I like it. So, I mean, I don't know if they need him, but what about the Clippers? No. No? No, I don't think no. so. Not with PG and Kawhi there. I just don't I just don't see it. I don't think they well, have, I, think I don't think they have the room, I don't think they have the want. I don't think they have the need. I the they reason, just I don't know. The reason why I said the Clippers is because they don't have the need. You know, they they don't have to use him as a guy who's going to be a, a crucial piece. They can use him as needed, with, which I think Doc Rivers would be able to do, not only as a personality, but just kind of as a, you know, kind of bringing you know, everyone together. I think he's always been a superior, you know, pretty good coach. Um, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. There's to see no way with. LeBron lets him go to the Clippers, dude. That's that's my thought. But we got we got to quit talking about. We got we spent hey we spent way too much time on Melo. We're talking about nothing now. We got to move on. Summer segment. This is what the people been waiting for. This they they wait around. They don't want to hear about Melo whining because he's not playing. They want to hear the summer segment. That's what they come here for. That's what they stay for. They want to hear Doge. They want to hear Doge talking about his summer segment, which we are going to talk about right now. So. As Clogist, shout out to the White Claws, comes to an end, uh, we're going to talk about our favorite vacation spots in honor of Dill being on vacation right now down in Florida. So um, what I had in mind, I guess we'll run it by you guys. Let's see what you think. I was like, I think we do like Mount Rushmore of vacation spots, three that you've been to, then one that you'd like to go to would be my guess. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Dill? Yeah. Sure. I could, I could do that. Or do we want to do like a draft of like three or four? Or we could do, I don't know, we could just do like a big list or something. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Do we want to do like vacation spots? Do we want to do vacation like styles? Like, you know, like ski trip, like lake trip, um, you know, something like that. Um, I think we can open this up to interpretation and, uh, and kind of your description and justification of what makes a good vacation. Okay, so something with the vacation, Mount Rushmore of it, and we're going to go one probably location we haven't been to if we're doing it that way, correct? So personal, personal vacation Mount Rushmores, one right. is a future one that you want to go to. Right, or like yeah, a style, or like a, for, ex, for example, I'm not going to use this, I could also say, like, the the thing I'd want to do is, like, I'd like to go scuba diving, like, somewhere, you know, like, that could be the sure. one, but that wouldn't be... Yeah, you want, a, you want a vacation where you would scuba dive. Right, correct. I want, so my future would be, like, I want a vacation where blank. Right, exactly, so... Could be, it could be a location, could be a activity, but you want to do something, you know? Correct, correct, correct. 
Could be a city. You could even list a city if you'd like, you know. Give a shout out. Um, so, let's go with, um, and let's keep our descriptions of these locations relatively short. We're, we're going uh, for a long pod here. Or should we just list our Mount Rushmore's one, two, three, four? We can just list them, go person by person. Okay. I'll go first then. Give you guys some time to chit and chat. Think about it. I'm going to go with the uh, big time New York trip. Uh, I've been about five or six times. Big fan of that trip. Always staying with a, a friend or two. Always something to do in New York. Always something different to do. Um, and, you know, now that we're older, there's, you know, the club scene is also fun to do. And then obviously, no matter what time of year you're going there, there's a historic sporting uh, site you can go watch at, a game at. So big fan of New York City. Second trip or second spot, was, which is uh, what I expect most people to think would be my first, is a lake trip, of course. Um, as we all know, big nickname is uh, Captain Teej. Love to drive the boat around, show everyone around. So um, I'll keep that short and sweet. Gotta love the the lake trip. Shout out to uh, Grandma and Grandpa up there. Um, <clears throat> third spot would have to be the uh, you know your standard beach trip. Flor, you know, typically Florida, um, but sometimes depending on where you're at, uh, you know, it could be Texas at the beach. It could be on the East Coast hit the Jersey Shore, but um, there's nothing like a good day out at the beach. You know, get some sand, get some sun, um, get in the old ocean. But uh, big, big beach guy. And then to round it out, um, trip that I would like to go on um, is a... Uh, I think I'd like to go on a, a safari. So probably somewhere where I could go on a safari... You know, probably somewhere in Africa, potentially, would be my guess. Um, but I think that would be a really, really cool vacation and something I would uh, really enjoy. Love love wildlife and animals, and I think that would be cool to just get in their habitat and you know check them out. Hopefully they're, they're out and about. So uh, that's my Mount Rushmore. So just to recap, I've got New York, lake trip, beach trip, and a safari. So, Doge. Give me your Mount Rushmore vacations or vacation spots. Yeah, so I'd have to agree with you. Uh, one of mine just being like any sort of lake trip. Uh, growing up with my buddies, like in high school and even in middle school, uh, my neighbor Tyler would always take me out to his lake house on his boat. So shouts to him, dude. Like those trips were sick. And then like going through college, visiting your your grandparents' place. Sure. Uh, up in Clear Lake is, is awesome. Okay. Uh, just recently going to Ed's place down uh, near Indy, which is pretty cool too. So like the classic lake trip where you've got your, your buddies, you're, you're having some drinks, you're out on the boat, you're just soaking in the sun and, and floating in the water and just having a good time. Like, can't be. Right. Uh, I love a good cruise. Sure. I've never, I've like, never been on one. But I the, the, the boat's doing the traveling for you. So right. it's it's huge. Like you go to different destinations, and like you don't really have to like sit in the car or take a plane ride. Like once you're there, like you're going and like playing games and having drinks and like eating. Like wow, the boat's going from place to place. So like, gotta love a good cruise. I've got one coming up in the fall with my high school buddies. So that'll be lit. Um, have you have you been on one as an adult? Uh, as an adult, yes. As a adult with a legal drinking age, no. 
Okay, that's what I was saying. Like 21. 21. Yeah, no, the last time I went, I was 20. Oh, really? So, wow. That's real RIP, yeah. Okay. 21, 21. And I'm drinking, I'm sure, on, on that trip. I didn't, get to, I didn't get to do the amount of drinking I would like to have done. Sure, sure, sure. Sure. We're sending it. Sorry, I'll keep going. Uh, I'd say my my third favorite is just like uh, this is a bit of a throwback because I haven't done it in so many years. But my my family used to take the RV out like a good long RV road trip, like find a couple of campgrounds. Yeah, we used to have an RV, but we sold it. But um, finding a few a couple of campgrounds, like visiting a few national parks, like. You really get to see a ton of different places, and like you can always be playing games and just hanging out in the RV while you're on the road, which is nice. I mean, my dad was obviously doing a whole lot of driving, but like us kids were always like playing games on the TV in the back, or like board games and card games, like on the kitchen table, like in the RV while you're moving. So like, kind of like in the cruise ship in the same sense, like you're you're traveling, but you still have a little bit of space to like hang out and do stuff. So that's a good time. Plus, like if you get around to national parks, it's pretty fun. That's one I've um, always wanted to do, but. The butlers in a car together for a long time are not a good mix. <laughs> no, like when you're a little bit spaced out in the RV, I feel like you guys would have a much better, much better time. Yeah, much you're probably right. Surviving. Give us a little room Absolutely. to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, then my, my one that I haven't been to that I've always wanted to do uh, would be going out west uh, or even to the Alps on like a big ski trip. Sure. I'm a huge ski fan, but like I've only really done it locally at like small hills. Um, I've been to like one resort out in uh, out New York, but um, it's not like a huge resort by any means. Right. Um, so I've a, what was that? Peak and Peak. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I went to Peak and Peak one day with my grandpa. I uh, really enjoyed it there, but I've always wanted to go out west, either to like Breckenridge or Vail or Copper Mountain, just and see what the, the mountains are like out there. But I also hear skiing the Alps is just top-notch. So right. I've always wanted to go on a big ski trip, so that'd be something I'd love to do in the future. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Um, big D, give us your Mount Rushmore vacations while you're on vacation. Yeah, dude. All right, so I'll start off number one. Um you know, I love coming down to Florida, Sanibel, St. Pete, Treasure Island area. Um, as our you know, dedicated listeners are aware, and you guys are aware, I'm a huge, uh, you know, Gator fan, as well as a huge Doge. I know you are too. Diggity, uh, diggity. But as well as uh, a huge Tampa fan. So not only, you know, uh, Cleveland, but I also got my Rays, my Buccaneers. So you're going. You're just going Florida trip then. Yeah, I'll say I love coming on the Florida trip. I think last year we went to the Gainesville, um, Florida game. And, yeah, that was awesome you know, trip. Being on Jacksonville Beach, dude, that was just that was just a beautiful time. The weather was perfect. Yeah. Um, watching football at that bar we went to was great. Um, you know, I, I like the weather. I like the atmosphere. I just like the culture and the you know how the people are down here. So. Right. That's probably uh, number one. Uh, it's also something I've been coming, or something I've been doing, and, and, and I started coming down here when I was five months old, and I actually had my first steps as a child here, so, you know, some, some pretty big steps. What's your next vacation, Dill? What's that? So what's number two? Number two, uh, I think... 
taking yeah. baby steps through these Mount Rushmore. <laughs> What's that? So we'll have to walk you through your baby steps to your Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, we all know I like to take my time. Uh, yeah. Number two, um, you know, I think that when we've had our New York tea, um, I haven't been in New York as much as you have just because you've been a little bit more uh, mobile with your with your acapella group. Um, you had a couple trips there, correct? Yeah, I went with Glee Club once, then I went with Spring Break with uh, soccer analyst Colin Petrello and some other buddies, and then obviously we've been with you twice. So, um, sure. right, and then a couple times with my family as well, so. Right. Um, so New York is just, I mean, like you said, it's a great place to go find something to do. I mean, there's, if you're bored in New York, you're going to be bored anywhere. Um, so yeah, if you're bored in New York, you're city. beat. What's that? You're bored in New York, you're beat. Like, there's something to do, for sure. Right, right. Like, you have, you have an issue if you can't find something to do in New York. Um, whether it's you or your friends or whoever you're hanging out with, there's an issue. <laughs> but, right. Um, number three, uh, for my trips that I love to go on, um, we went on two ski trips to Snowshoe, West Virginia. Um, the first year we went with, uh, one of my good friends, Dylan, up in Cito. Uh, shout out to you, Mr. Uh, Ferris. Sure. According to you, Dylan number one. Ooh. Um, so, well, I mean, granted, he is, like, a month older. So oh, fair enough, man. Whatever. Um, no, that was always super fun. The first year we went, it was a group of, uh, I think just three of us went, and then... The year after that, we had nine of us go. So we had a couple buddies from Toledo, a couple buddies from Cincinnati. Um, so that was just cool, kind of getting everyone back together. Or not back together, but getting everyone together, um, being able to get back with my friends from Toledo. Um, Snowshoe was pretty cool, but like Doge said, I think that the next step would be out west, uh, maybe up in Canada where they have some good mountains. Sure. Uh, you know, or somewhere in Europe where they have some pretty serious stuff going on in the Alps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's definitely a step up. So that would be something to kind of look forward to for the next ski trip. So, Coach, we should plan that soon. And T, I know that you ski as well or did back in – we were in ski club, dude. I do, we? I do, but I don't know if I'm ready to hit the Alps, my guy. Sure. There might be a little <laughs> intermediate warm-up, but – But, yeah, road. no, I mean – I. I could. I've got some other trips I need to get on before I get on a ski trip. It was not in my Mount Rushmore. You're in mine. To so put it. Number four. Sure. Which would be. <laughs> which would be a trip that you know I, I aspire to go on or something that I haven't done. Um, I think it'd be really cool to go to like the Amazon. Or oh just yeah. Kind of check I out rainforest. The, you know, the rainforests. Um. I don't know how much longer they're going to be around. I don't know kind of what it's going to be like in, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. If it's going to be something that I want to go to. So I'd really like to get something um, that I haven't done before. That's totally different. Um, that's way, you know, outside the scale of my normal proportions of vacations. And I think it would just be really interesting just to see the wildlife. I'm right for Wendy as far as the wildlife. I think it's super interesting. Um, I'm sure there, you know, from the locals, you can find out. <clears throat> and I think that, you know, just the history of places that you go is really cool to, 
um, you know, kind of make that even more of a beneficial trip. Right. Because you can really, you can fully grasp it at that point. Right, for sure. No doubt. Um, <clears throat> all right. Boom. Well, that was a good list, everyone. Um, all the listeners, please send us any that you thought we missed or some of the year of vacation uh, Mount Rushmore's. And, uh, you know, we'll post them or we'll comment about them um, on our stuff. So, moving on, our final thing. we got our buzzer beater. Um, big deal, I know you're open in the corner. I'm going to give it to you first, let you wind down the clock and put up a shot, and we'll see if we can get a couple other shots off with the time left. So, Big D, in the corner, what do you got for us? Buzzer beater. So, I just say... Uh... <clears throat> I had a quick question there. So you think I'm going to miss this? No, I just think that I'm going to steal the ball. Pass it to Doge. After you okay. take all the time. So, today, I think it was today, I saw that Julie, uh, not Julie, wow, I was, was going to bring her up, but Carly Lloyd was kicking 55-yard field goals at the Eagles practice for in the last couple of days. Dang. My next point is, where was Julie Ertz? Right. Maybe but, she just wasn't making those 55-yarders. Right, right. She, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure she she has some thick hand bonies. Where I was going to say, sure dude, I bet she can slap you know, a ball. She's I got some hand. They're going to be able to kick. They're fucking World Cup champions. But, like, maybe Julie Ertz is making those, like, 49-yard field goals and doesn't want to be outshined by Carly Lloyd. So, I just thought that was interesting because Zach's there, you know. But Carly's a big Eagles fan, apparently, which I did not know until I read the article and the tweet that she posted with her kicking the field goals. Which, sure. I mean, she's, you know, it's pretty impressive, not going to lie. Um, but that kind of leads into my own PR of 59 yards, nothing serious. Um, definitely a little bit different than a game situation because I've never played. And, uh, you know, when you have 11 guys trying to rip your head off, it might be a little bit different when you have Certainly. an actual snap, an actual hold, in an actual game, or an actual practice. So, it's a little bit different, but it's still something fun to do that I enjoy doing, and it was cool to see her doing it. <clears throat> sure, no doubt. Um, Dosh, we'll swing it to you here for your buzzer beater. What do you got for us? Really looking forward to college football week zero Gators versus the Miami Hurricanes coming up. So yeah, dude, uh, it'll week be, zero's gonna be a sweet. fun matchup. And tradition happens so early in the year; it's always it's always pretty cool. So hopefully the Gators will come out early with that one. So yeah, I like that they're doing that this early. I think that's gonna be fun. Yeah, <clears throat> especially with the your boys too. Like it's actually like it's not like a like a poopy game. Like it's actually a really nice game. Oh, hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. Like, to have such a cool matchup so early is nice. Right. I totally agree. Um, so, I'm going to move on then to my buzzer beater. Um, just real quick here as time expires. Fun fact, Jalen Brown, who normally wears number 7 uh, for the Boston Celtics, now wearing number 33 for Team USA, um, which is a, kind of a cool coincidence because Larry Bird wore number 7 for Team USA and obviously famously wore 33 for the Boston Celtics. So hopefully he gets a little Larry Bird in him and can start tearing it up this season and for Team USA um, as they go into this FIBA World Cup. So, Just going to hope he doesn't get the Larry Bird back. 
Yeah, but if he has the Larry Bird career, I'll be all right with it. Uh, R.I.P. Back's going to hurt him forever, but no, I agree. It's a great career. Well, all we got to do is make sure he just avoids paving his driveway in the middle of the summer, because that's what happened to Larry Bird. <laughs> for real. Fair enough. He Fair threw, enough. Like, so, Jalen Brown's a smart guy. He'll figure it out. Either way, um, that's just a cool little coincidence for any oh, little that. Celtics fan. Um, but I want to thank you boys for tuning in. Doge, thank you for uh, hopping on the pod here. We appreciate it. Of course. Always, um, always a pleasure. Big Dill has already hit vacation mode uh, on us, so um, he sends his regards, unfortunately. Um, and then I just want to thank all the fans for listening and staying tuned with us. We appreciate it. This is the Clubhouse.